Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Movies on the Air. I'm one of your hosts, Thomas, joined by Brian. Today, we are going to be talking about The Creator, a new original science fiction film by Gareth Edwards, and we're excited to talk about it. It's been quite a bit since we did our last episode, just been busy, but hopefully we'll get back to a, a rhythm, a weekly rhythm like we were doing. That's my hope and goal. Uh, Brian, what you been up to? How you doing? Pretty good. Been watching a lot of movies. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about the creator. I have a, a lot of thoughts about it. I mean, it, I feel like there's a lot of discourse around this movie, so it'd be interesting to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. Um, I guess you can go ahead and start. I'd like to hear what, what you thought. We actually saw this one together. Um, I think we have similar ideas and thoughts about it. I did watch your review. I put up my review. So where where are you at with it? Have you has your opinion changed at all? Have you had t- you've had time to think about it? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I don't think my opinions changed a whole lot. It's still a quite a mixed bag for me. I went into it with pretty high expectations. I mean, Gareth Edwards knows how to make a sci-fi movie. I love the idea that it was kind of an original story playing on AI and doing it like on a higher level ability there. And yeah. I liked that it did that. I liked the AI elements of it, but I feel like as the movie went along, it just felt like it got so muddled and the story felt like it was really missing kind of the point by the end. Yeah. That I can't say that it was a great film. When you're watching it, obviously, like everyone says, it's visually impressive. And there aren't too many technical things about it that I don't think are great. It's just it falls really flat when it comes to the story. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, I, I think it goes without saying everyone's saying it, but I'll repeat it. You know, the visuals are incredible. What um, it was a it was a co-DP production here. It was Greg Frazier helped out pre-production and then somebody else came on board. I forget their name could look it up but um it looks it looks amazing the fact that they were able to like use like it's been in the news they use like this four thousand dollar camera to shoot like a majority of the film it's just really impressive somebody who um you know is in the space like we are where we film ourselves you know um with our reviews and just making videos it's kind of cool to see like these this big movie i mean this was an 80 80 to 100 million dollar movie yeah use like a camera that we we could probably afford you know we'd have to save up for it a little bit but it's still really cool to see that so i i do want to commend the visuals in this film i think the sci-fi elements work really well i particularly really liked the the nomad the thing that was in the sky yeah and the, i thought the that blue was cool. beam. yeah it just looked so cool it was definitely um, it stood out. It made it stand out. There were definitely some shots that reminded me of like other films, and I don't know if that was intentional or they're just drawing inspiration, or maybe there's only so so many ways you can shoot certain stuff. But uh, I did find that a little interesting. Um, the performances were really good. I really like uh, John David Washington. I think he's a really good actor. This is the third film I've seen of his, and I've been, he's impressed me every time. Uh, he's definitely a leading actor, and I can't wait to see what he does more of. Uh, I liked the um the young girl she did a really good job uh, as alfie um yeah. i thought that uh i bought her i thought she was she was good the thing that that lost me a little bit was their emotional connection and scenes and the reason for that is because i don't feel like we had enough time to kind of be with these characters you know it kind of felt rushed particularly after the first act I, you know the first act sets up this world and these characters very well but then we get to like the second and third act, particularly the third act. It's just like, like going to the race line. Like yeah. we can't even get to know these characters. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I think that their chemistry does suffer because of the structure of the film. In the beginning, they do set it up well. And there is like a pretty impactful emotional moment in the third act. But yes. I think it would have hit a lot harder if you had more time with these characters. I mean, it's not a short film, but no. it didn't feel like we took any time to really flesh out who our characters were and why we should care about them. It's trying to kind of do the big picture themes. Right. But I think in order to really capture the big picture, you need to bring it to like a human level. And I don't think it did that. So it's hard, like you said, when you watch a film that's incredibly well shot, it's well acted, like on paper, it should be good. But then when you execute it in this manner where it's kind of like, we, like you said, the third act rushes you right through it, you don't have that kind of impact on it. And I think that's where it falls flat. I think it's where most people it falls flat for. And it yeah. almost feels like at times it's, like punching above its weight with themes. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate it. I mean, it's ambitious. Obviously, they're trying to take on the idea of AI and humanity and consciousness and religion, like doing it all in like one film. 
So I liked that, but at the same time, like you really gotta you gotta button it up if you're gonna do that. And I just don't think they did that for this. Yeah, I, I do agree. There was that one scene towards the end. And I like like you, I, I appreciate they were going for that heart. You know, that's that's something that's missing in a lot of blockbusters these days. Let's be honest. I mean, you go and see the next Fast and Furious 20, it's like, oh my goodness, like what's yeah. going on? But like just a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> just a bunch of literal nonsense. Uh, but then you get a movie like this and they're trying. And I hate to draw this comparison. But I, I can't help but do it, and I think you might know what I'm talking about once I bring it up. L and let me start by asking a question. Do you think this idea, this um, this story would have been better suited for like a an HBO series? I, I could see that. Like, I, yeah, that a big criticism like we both have is that we didn't have enough time with these characters. So if we had a yeah. miniseries, maybe a five part miniseries where we really get to build on these characters that would have been better because it is tackling such a big theme and such a big story to do in just one film. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because there were, there were story elements, particularly with uh, John David Washington's character and Alfie that reminded me very much of the last of us. That's uh, true, and yeah. I can't help but draw that comparison because that show is just so well done. But what that show is about is humanity and like the sci-fi setting is just like window dressing. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, and there is the plot with Ellie, of course, which is driving the plot forward. But in, in the creator, it's almost like the opposite. It's like the characters aren't given enough time to fully develop. But the, the story or this, this setting is really cool. You know what I mean? I almost felt like they could have used more more time. And I, I, I think it would have been better suited as like a series or something like that. And honestly, uh, there's there's a twist in the film, a spoiler alert. There's a, there's a twist in the movie that involves realizing that the characters are more connected than they realize. Yeah. And I think if that maybe would have happened earlier in the film, yes. it could have helped build up that because you understand why he would care about this child or what, because it kind of, he's just like, oh, he's this kind of rough and tumble guy that has to take care of this kid. But then once you realize their connection, that last scene is more impactful. But if we would have had that closer to the middle part or the end of the first act, we could have been, okay, we're really understanding this connection and why they would want to root for one another. Right. Because like exactly. The Last of Us, they do a good job of showing Joel's daughter and like you kind of grow yep. like, oh, he's she's kind of like a surrogate daughter to him. Yeah. And they do that yep. very early. But in this one, we don't know until closer to the end why we should really care that much. Right. A hundred percent. I I don't know. It's like maybe they could have used another rewrite on the script or something, or maybe they just needed to actually make it a series or something like that. But it wasn't a series. Nonetheless, it is a film. And uh, so we have to kind of judge it on that on on its own merits there so the last thing i'll say is i really didn't like the like the the final push to the end i thought it was so rushed stuff didn't make sense to me i just was i was confused by like the logical leaps that were happening like it, it they were just going from one place to another which felt like in an instant but like i'm like wow how did they how did they do this um but anyways so we're going to start something new um, that I want to I want to start doing, and we're going to go back through the main movies we've talked about, and I want to give them a tier ranking. I think it'd be fun to see how they all stack up uh, in the end, and we can always, you know, on on YouTube, I can attach the uh, the the screenshot of it and even put it in like the description for a link and stuff. So I'm kind of excited for that. But before we jump into the, like rating this movie on a tier list, did you have any final thoughts you wanted to say? So I would say my final thoughts are, like you said, we're very similar to the idea of like this movie, the third act feels very rushed and it just feels like kind of like half cocked by the end of the film. And I almost, yeah. when my review, I'd mentioned towards the end of the second act, there's like a scene that involves him kind of in a way being reunited with his wife, which kind of is the driving force for the first half of the movie. Yes. And it just feels like it just is like so unclimactic. It's like just anticlimactic. Yeah. Like you feel like you're being built to this moment and then it's kind of like, oh, well, let's do this random other thing where now we're doing a whole nother storyline about taking out the, the enemy forces for right. the last 40 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so like, yeah. I, I didn't love that. I think if they could have tightened it up and had that scene be more towards the end of the film, instead of being kind of halfway through the film, I think that would help too. It just feels like the structure of it. It feels like they had a good idea building up until that third act. And then they're like, Oh, we got to wrap this up. Right. So I think that's probably my, my final thoughts on it, but I didn't hate it. I, I think it's, I would actually like to, probably revisit it in the future and i would be interested if maybe there's a director's cut floating around that has maybe 30 more minutes of helping with the story out there right 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 yeah that's yeah i, I agree i would be interested to see what i mean i know i think gareth edwards said that there was like an over four hour cut of the film and it does feel like that like i feel like it's you know there's a lot left on the editing floor yeah. there so um i agree wholeheartedly
All right. I know it sounds like we we didn't like this movie. I think we both think it's good. It's just not great. And they're, the things that we're talking about uh, as far as criticism is just saying – you know, how we feel like it could have been better, but I did, I did still enjoy it. I do recommend it for people who are into original films, original sci-fi. I think you should check it out because if we don't support movies like this, guess what? We will not get them. So um, I, you know, I still, I still recommend it. Do you? No, I definitely do. I think it's, like I said, it's, it's original sci-fi. If you like sci-fi, if you like visuals, especially if you're more into visuals than maybe the story elements, I think you'll really like it. And right. I think some people may it may resonate with some people more than us. I know some people loved this movie, so I yeah. think there's a chance that you'll love it. I don't think a lot of people hated it, so I think you're more likely to like it than dislike it. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, so before we tier rank this one, let's go back to episode one. We did our first episode. We talked about talk to me. So on the scale of S being the best, A, B, C, D, F being the worst, talk to me. Where do we feel that movie sits? I feel like it's an S tier film. I think you think a, it's I think, S. I think it's an exceptional horror movie. I think it's one of the best horror movies we've gotten recent years. Uh-huh. I, I think agree. it's original. I think it has a lot of layers to it. It's not uh-huh. cheesy. It's not working off of just jump scares. It's not. It has, you're like right. we had said, it has a lot of heart to it in many uh-huh. ways. Kind of like a heartbreaking movie a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So I, I really thought it was impressive between the people behind it and the way it was executed. I mean, I it, it blew me away when we saw it. I was like, I, I, uh, I knew it was going to be good. But yeah. when I saw it, I'm like, wow, this is like a really phenomenal movie. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. When I was doing this, I was like, oh, he's not going to give it an S because I was like, I think I want to give it an S, but I didn't think you were going to give it an S. So I was like, well, maybe we'll do A. But since you fully gave it an S, I'm going there with you. I think it's an exceptional film. It blew me away. You know me. Horror is not my like genre. Like I I like watching horror movies, but it's definitely not my cup of tea. Like you definitely have more experience watching a lot of horror films. But this one like was just so good like i was just like yeah, blown I, away <laughs> i love that it has like the indie horror feel to it without being yeah. like overly pretentious like yeah i love pretentious horror movies uh, totally but mm-hmm. the fact that this is more accessible and it like works on kind of a popular standpoint i think of most people that saw this movie liked it even if you're not like you know maybe you don't love hereditary or midsummer or like the lighthouse or something like that you can go see this and be like oh this is great so it's i think right. it, i love that it kind of transcends being kind of an indie horror or being like a pop horror it's like right in the sweet spot it's right in the sweet spot i 100 percent agree all right so one that we may disagree on a little bit but i think we can probably talk through and get uh agree on a tier tmnt teenage mutant ninja turtles what are you thinking so i think at this point i would give it a b tier okay so i think that it i enjoyed it when i watched it i think there's an art style it's great uh-huh. I like the energy of it i like kind of the revamp of tmnt but it having comparing it to other recent animations, I just don't think it's on that level. I don't think it has mm-hmm. like the staying power. And I don't know. After I enjoyed it a lot when I watched it, but I don't think it's something I would go back and revisit anytime soon. Yeah. So I would say B, I could go down to C, but I'd probably put it. Uh, I'm going to go with C tier. Now I'm thinking about it. I'll put it C tier. Because it's, okay, it's perfect. It's, it's average. It's like perfectly good. Like, yeah, I don't think it transcends anything in its own genre or even this year, honestly. I agree. I I agree. I was I I I wanted to be harsh with it, but you know what? I did give it a five out of ten. I do think it's still good. I don't think it's a D. You know what I mean? I don't feel yeah. like I don't think I want to give no, it a it's D. Not a ba- it's not a bad. No, movie. it's not a bad movie. Idea. I think you get to D. It's like mm, you're not very good. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's good. So C seems very fitting. Um, I agree with you. Uh, let's go C. All right. Moving on to Demeter. Last voyage of Demeter. What do you think? I feel like that's also a C tier film. I do too. <laughs> I, I yeah. liked it. It has good good horror elements. I like the Dracula elements. I like I like everything that it's trying to do. Again, it's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't elevate itself to be something that's like exceptionally good. Like it, yeah. it's perfectly average to maybe slightly above average, but I can't in good conscience put it higher than a C tier. I mean, it's it's fine. Right. Yeah. In a year from now, somebody will say Demeter. I'll be like, wait. Yeah, you'll forget that, what that movie. movie even is. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. It's not bad. It's just you know, like I said, it, like C is perfect for it. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not very you know great. So yeah. Um. All right. This one should be interesting. Uh, Blue Beetle. So it's hard because I I really enjoyed the movie, and maybe it's because I've seen so many recent DC movies that I really didn't enjoy, mm-hmm. that it had more of an enjoyable element to it. 
I would I would lean B tier. I know you're going to be lower, but so I'm perfectly fine with C tier on this one. I think it's kind of had a recency bias and just kind of a refreshing nature to it. And maybe uh-huh. you want to hold it maybe a higher regard. So yeah. I'll, I will, I'll say if you want to go C, I'll go C. Okay, I yeah, I feel like C is perfect for this one too because I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's like it it borrows so many elements. I mean, other than the cultural aspect of it, and maybe that should be enough to bring it up. I don't know. You know that that would be the one thing because everything right. else about it's good. I think the right. cultural and family elements are great, but everything else about it's like just good or slightly above average. So right, you know, it's it is it is close. It's teeter it's C teetering on B for me. Let's go. I'm I'm leaning C, and if you're okay with C, I say let's put it at C, and we can always come back if you know maybe we watch it again and, and we're like, something. yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go C. All right. I know we're giving a lot of C's here, but I think it's I think it's right. I, mean, I think we're on track here. I always talk about this is totally an aside, but when you see a ton of movies, yeah. everything falls into that median range. After you yeah. see so many movies, you're like, okay, a lot of movies are perfectly average. Like, right. there's very few exceptional movies, and in my opinion, very few really terrible movies. So, right, I right, think I agree. Most people need to understand most films probably fall in that five to seven range in reality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I hundred percent agree. And you know, some movies might connect with an individual more, and so I think we've kind of seen that with some of the movies we've talked about yeah. um but yeah i agree wholeheartedly i think it's um most movies fall in that middle ground nothing's ever just a zero or ten which i know a lot of people think is the case um all right so this one i'm willing to go up for you because i know you're pretty high on this one gran turismo so that movie is an a for me and i know it's okay. not going to be an a for you so I, I can come down to a b on that one i loved it i think it's a very interesting story. I think it's really inspiring. I love the, you know, the, the heart of the movie. So for me, it's an A, but I can go down to a B. I completely understand it being a B. It's like a personal A. So uh-huh. I can go B. Yeah, I'm leaning B, but you did go C for the other one. So I'm willing to go up to A because you do really like I, it. If you're I going do A, like the I'm, I'm all in on it. If you're going okay, A, let's do it. We're going to do it. A for Gran Turismo. We both like video games. We have a history of playing games. This movie was really good. And it's just a fun um, movie. Like yeah. all these movies that we've talked about, like Blue Beetle is a pretty fun movie. But man, Gran Turismo, this is the kind of movies I like going to see in the theater. Like yeah. the spectacles there, it has the heart. It's a tearjerker. It's inspiring. It's it's just fun. Like I love going to see fun movies in the theater. Yeah. And it had um, it, it, it had good acting. Yeah, I yeah, agree. David so, Harbour was, was phenomenal. Yeah, David Harbour beats anything that was in blue beetle in my opinion or demeter i, I agree i do yeah. agree on that for sure yeah um okay moving on to venice uh, haunting in venice um that's what do we think that's a d tier for me you think I, it's I, d yeah I, I, okay i try to give it the benefit of the doubt maybe these movies just aren't for me i haven't really enjoyed any of the three that came out and I just felt like it, the pacing of it, nothing about it stood out in its mm-hmm. genre. I know it's an old story. So, I mean, they can't change anything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're watching something that clearly was made a very long time ago, it just didn't resonate with me. I think the acting's good. I think the production design's good. But I think a lot of it just didn't work for me. I mean, there's very few movies that I've seen recently where I was like, man, this is a snooze fest when I was watching yeah. it. And I felt that way when I was watching this film. Yeah, I I think I'd give it a C, but I'm willing to go down to a D. And the reason for that is because it just is not like it kind of suffers from the same thing as Demeter, where it's just so not memorable. It there are so many movies that do what it's trying to do better, even like in different genres, too, like whether it's horror or whether it's like the mystery. You know what I mean? Like there are better movies on both sides of that. Um I mean, so, I, don't think I'd, I don't think I'd revisit it. I mean, I'd probably oh, yeah, watch no. Murder on the Orient Express again before I'd watch that movie again. So it's just like, yeah. and honestly, I, I know that's a you know a beloved story. I don't think it's that clever of a movie. <laughs> so like at no, the end and you get to not. it, I'm like, oh, it's like, okay, like I guess, like, okay, that's fine. But it didn't feel clever <laughs> by the end. Like we know what we, in, my, in our reviews, or at least my review, I compared it to the Knives Out franchise, which I think are incredibly clever films. Yes. I think this clever. one is just like, oh, okay, like, all right, that's fine. When you get to the end, <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree. I uh D it is. D it is for Haunting in Venice. Sorry for any fans out there, but any Agatha Christie fans, you know, you just, yeah. you keep on living. You got this. keep on. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're on to the main movie we've talked about here today, the creator. Uh, where are you leaning? So I'm a C on it. 
I think. Yeah. I, I think maybe there's potential that in the future it could grow on me. It is a movie that I feel might grow on people after a while because it does have a lot of layers to it. And like you said, mm-hmm. maybe there is a cut somewhere we're going to get, you know, an Edwards cut or whatever that's going to be 30 or 40 minutes longer. That's really going to make us care about these characters more. Mm-hmm. But as it sits, I just don't think it's there's some technical elements that are exceptional. But as a film as a whole, it's it's pretty average to like slightly above average. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, as much as I like the I want, acting. I wanted and, to love it. Like, I wanted yeah. to love this movie, which makes me feel like even more like it's probably a C. Because, like, I should yeah. be biased to being like, oh, it was great. But coming out of theater, I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, the, you know, the acting's good. Visuals are great. But I can't, I just can't get over the muddy yeah. storytelling and emotional bits that just don't quite land and. Yeah, and I mean, you can make a stunning movie with great acting, but if it just doesn't resonate, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, this this is definitely not going to be. I don't. I pred- I have a prediction. Uh, when we first saw Interstellar, I was pretty torn when I first saw it, actually. But then I saw it again and again, and I was like, oh, I actually really love this movie. I had a prediction that that movie would grow and become very popular, and now it's considered. People think it's like you yeah, know, until great, Oppenheimer, yeah. people thought it was Christopher Nolan's best film. Uh, I have a feeling the creator will not follow that path. I think that as time goes on, the people that loved it will probably not love it as much. You know what I mean? I yeah, because I, I think the one of the reasons like Interstellar grew on people is because it's it is the the science of it's rather confusing when you're watching it the first yes. time. So like you're kind of like, what is happening with this fourth dimension and all that? Mm-hmm. The the creator doesn't really have that. There's no any real like depth as far as like oh this was a confusing movie, so that's why I didn't like it. It's like no, it's just some of it's kind of dumb. Like by right. the end. Yeah, and the AI, let's be honest, was just in this film, even though they tried to raise topics about AI, it more just felt like the AI was just the other no, group yeah, it of just people. Felt, it was like it didn't I don't think it even handled it as well as I mean it's not a great movie, but as well as like iRobot. Like I feel yeah. like it did or I mean it felt like it wanted to be District Nine and it used right. some of those elements. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't really use AI in the way that I think it could have I agree. by the end of it. I agree. Yep. All right. So run through them again real quickly. Talk to me. S tier, TMNT, C, Demeter T, Blue Beetle. I mean, Demeter C, Blue Beetle C, Gran Turismo A, Venice D, Creator C. Um, all right. That's awesome. Got a I will good put spread. The, Got a good yeah. spread. Well, it'd be interesting to see when we get some Bs. I can't wait till we throw in an F. If we would have done this podcast back when that's eight or 10 <laughs> or whatever the heck it was, that would have been an F for me. I hated that. Yeah, if we garbage. did it on like half of the Netflix movies I watch. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a, oh my goodness, that stupid one with um with uh Pierce Brosnan and Nina Dobrev. And, oh, the oh. Outlaws. That's probably the worst movie I've seen this year. It I is mean, the worst it, movie. I have my ranking on Letterboxd. It. it blows my mind. Like people. Yeah. I mean, I love that people love movies that I think are terrible. I always <laughs> am fascinated to hear it because it, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm just like, oh wow, you really like liked that. It's kind of yeah. Oof. Okay. All right, so moving on, we are going to rank our top five sci-fi films. I want to put a disclosure. Uh, people do not hate me. Listeners do not hate <laughs> me. I do not have your, the classics out there, okay? I'm, I like the classics. I think they're very good, but I tend to connect more to uh, more recent movies or let's say like 2000 and on. They're just what I tend to watch and rewatch, but I do like – all of those old school movies, Brian might have some of those movies on his list. So please just know that like, I'm not saying these are the five best science fiction yeah, it's films. Our these favorite. Are... It's our top right. five. This I'm not is saying my... these are the best sci-fi movies. It's what right. we love the most. Right. Exactly. So that's my warning. I'm going to go ahead. I'll start on this one. I'm going to go number five. I'm going to go moon. Okay. I, I, I like Sam list. Rockwell so much as an actor. I think he's great. He's funny. Uh, he can deliver that nuance and subtle performance when needed, but he can also kind of be over the top and crazy like in Iron Man 2. And he's the best part of that movie, you know? So I just, I love, I love him uh, in this film. He has to, anyone who doesn't know it, some minor spoilers, but there's like a, a double of him in this film and he has to kind of act off himself. And I know it's a little weird that Kevin Spacey does the voice of the robot, but you can look past it. <laughs> yeah, I we mean, didn't know that then. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know that then. And, Duncan Jones does a really good job with such a, a smaller budget for a sci-fi film, like even smaller than like creator. We're like impressed with the creator's $80 million budget, but like moon was far less than that, far less. I don't even know what it is, but I want to say it's not like, it's not in the I'm double sure digits. Small. Yeah. Like it's in the 
it's a it's probably in the millions but like not more than 10 i don't think and so he was able to capture do that by using like miniatures and stuff and you can kind of tell in the movie but it's so well done that uh you just kind of look past it and i like the story and it's it's not very long i i do tend to like in you know shorter films or f- films that i will go back and rewatch are the ones that are typically shorter that's not always the case but there are older i mean there are longer films that i'll go back to but uh i i love moon so what and do what, you, you you've seen moon right yeah i, I really enjoy yeah. the movie too it was it was actually kind of close to making my list because i was kind of looking up some sci-fi films and some that i've haven't watched maybe in a long time mm-hmm. and this is totally aside it only costs five million dollars to make that movie there we go like that's yeah. that's good you get sub 10 million like that's the that's, sweet spot there it's nuts <laughs> yeah, and sam rockwell i feel like yeah. i know movie people know how good he is yeah but like i think the general public he's like really slept on i think he's one yeah. of the best working actors today and i think he doesn't get the recognition maybe from the public or the box office that other people do. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he has a lot of range. He's a great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. He can be super serious. He can play. He's like a chameleon, like three billboards. He's like this, like disgusting character, but like, yes. he's, but he's great in it. And he's also yes. great in Iron Man. I mean, he's, uh-huh. I think he's just a really great actor. And I'd love to see him get more like big roles in films. I know he's in that new, um, that new film coming out from the guy who made Kingsman, right? I think he's like, yeah, uh, Matthew Vaughn. I'm excited just because he's in it. Like that's why Me I'm too. for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. hundred percent. Ar- Argyle, I think is what, it, is yeah, what it's called. What yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. And Henry Cavill's in that too. So that's, a, that's going to be one to watch. I'm it's definitely... got a lot of people on it. I mean, it could yeah. be good. I'm excited for that one. All right. What's your number five? So my number five is actually E.T., Oh, good one. E.T. is, you know, a quintessential film, one of the best films of all time. I think it's in Mm -hmm. usually most lists for best movies ever made. Spielberg is at the peak of his powers when he makes this movie. I mean, I I think that it's the classic story of companionship and kind of the kid with the either the monster or the alien. Like we've seen so many reiterations of this Mm -hmm. movie since this movie came out. And I think it's just a great film. I think it hits really hard. It's the first movie I remember as a kid crying watching because it hits so hard emotionally by the end. And the yeah. character, the creature design's great. It's just, it's a really heartwarming classic movie. And I think, I think most people would agree that it's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a great film. Um, it holds up very well. I think it's, you can go back to it and watch it. It has an emotional story. The emotion hits uh, and it's a great movie. Um, and I love the ride at Universal. It's got, yeah. great, it's got a great attraction too. So, you know, I'm it hoping they never get rid of it. I think it's the last one in the world that's left. All the other ones have closed down. So oh, wow. we got to keep ET alive. <laughs> yeah. They, there's, yeah, that ride is truly really, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's practical and, and classic dark ride. Spielberg yeah. Had a huge hand in making it. Cause I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, it is, I think it's for me, if I were to do Spielberg films, it's definitely in the top three for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a question for you. If, Tomorrow, we read on Deadline that they were doing some sort of new version of E.T., whether it's a sequel or a new version of it. Would you be excited? No. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I think it's one of those properties you can't touch. That's why it hasn't been touched. I mean, yeah. it's so commercially successful. Yeah. The fact that we haven't got a sequel or a reboot or anything shows you like they know not to do it. So, but right. I mean, you never know. I mean, we're getting a reboot of Harry Potter. So, I mean, anything's possible. That's why I'm, just wild. Hoping, I'm hoping yeah. nobody gets desperate enough to try and do that. Yeah. That Unless, would... Maybe, maybe if Spielberg was attached and he like wrote it and he directed it, maybe I'd be excited. But if it's totally not, he's not involved or he's just producing, I'd be like, don't, please don't do this. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't, it wouldn't even take that for me to get excited. I would almost have to hear him say, like, oh, I've been, you know, cracking on this story for, for five to 10 years yeah. or whatever, you know? And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like he's, he must really think he has something great. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So on to my number four is a smaller independent film called Another Earth. Uh, this movie stars Britt Marling. Uh, it is – it's directed by Mike Cahill, and it's so good. It is – it's one of those first true, like, indie movies that, like, I watched when I was getting into indie movies – uh, and I just it, it'll always stick with me because I love the there's this feeling of like existential dread in the movie a little bit because of the events that unfold in the beginning of the film, which I won't spoil. But the way that there's a relationship that develops and then how the movie wraps up in this sci fi way, I think was done 
really, really well. I, I love the acting. I like the visual, uh, the visual of having another earth up in the sky. It just, it has, it's so eerie uh, because you can, it, it felt real in the way that they presented it uh, and displayed it in the film. Uh, it is a smaller movie. So, you know, it definitely doesn't have like the budget of some other science fiction films. And if, you know, some, maybe some could argue it's, it's, it's not really like that much of a science fiction film, but science fiction is a part of it. And uh, so it ranks at number four. I think it's great. Have you seen it? I've actually never seen it. It sounds interesting yeah. though. I've watched yeah. a lot of, there's so many interesting like indie sci-fi films. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a genre that people gravitate to when you want to get into filmmaking because it gives you so many possibilities yeah. and you right. can rely more on like ideas than like performances. Right. So I'm, I might have to check it out. Yeah, you should. I think you I think you will really like it. It's like, again, another short kind of film. Uh, it's one I go back to. And man, the ending really sticks with you. It's one of those movies you're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, it makes you think and it really makes you think. So that's my number four. What is yours? So my number four is my personal favorite film of one of my favorite franchises of all time. And that's Return of the Jedi. I know it's not most people love Empire Return of the Jedi is usually the least popular of the original trilogy, but I loved it growing up. I loved the element, the action elements, the creatures, the Ewoks, everything that kind of that all the story coming together at the end with Vader and kind mm-hmm. of the more impactful moments. And I, I just loved it. It's a movie I remember rewatching, like wearing out VHS tapes as a kid watching this movie over and over and over again. It like really helped me love Star Wars the way that I do now. Obviously, Recent years, my, you know, passion for the franchise has fallen off a little bit, like I think most people has, which is disappointing. But I always go back and I revisit those movies and they hold up so well for me in particular Mm -hmm. that I it's it's my favorite of the franchise. So I had to have it on the list. I was going between I was like, I know I got to have Star Wars on here somewhere. And that was that's my personal favorite. So that's why it's up there. Makes sense. I, I do feel like that's the one I watched most as a kid, just because it I do feel like it has the most action. It's oh, like yeah. the most it's like it's the most ki- like kid friendly one. Yeah. That's why I, I loved it. I mean, when I was even little, I loved like, you know, the prequel trilogy. I liked Phantom yeah. Menace just because of the creatures and because right. of the goofiness of it at times. But I guess there are some of that in Return of the Jedi. It is a little goofy, but for me, I loved it as a kid and I just it stuck with me ever since. Yeah, I I think that's a good choice. I think if I had to, if I was going to pick a Star Wars to fit in my top five, I might choose the first one, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, but Return of the Jedi is a strong choice. I know I have a lot of uh, friends at work that love it. They think it's the best. I I think that it, the way it handles the Vader, Luke, uh, you know, saber fight at the end, and then you know the um, space battle, the way they cut back and forth, it's done really well. And another one that would be close on there would be Rogue One. I mean, you're talking about Gareth Edwards. Yeah. That's an exceptionally well-made sci-fi film. That is let so alone, good. Let alone being a Star Wars film. So yeah, that, would be, I, that would be close, too. That might be my second or third pick behind that. Yeah, it's weird. I, I struggle. It's like I would I would say I think A New Hope or Star Wars is the best, the best, quote-unquote, Star Wars film. But I think my favorite would be Rogue One. Uh, and I know people might don't hate me again. It's just my favorite. I just tend to like the I like the newer. I don't know why. It's just the well, people. I think Rogue One. I mean, for most people, that's in their top. Yeah, Star Wars films. so good. Especially like you said, people that maybe are didn't watch a lot of the old ones a lot when they were younger. I think that I mean that's so well made. It's definitely yeah. the best in my mind now of the newer ones. Like I loved Force Awakens when it came out, but right. Rogue One's a better movie than Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's go into my number three. I have a Steven Spielberg film, not E.T., not any of the other sci-fi films he's done uh, that might be considered classics for him. But uh, Minority Report, Uh, I got to go with my boy Tom Cruise, Steven Spielberg. This movie I loved when I watched it when I was younger. I saw it in theater a couple times, and... It, I love the sci-fi premise, even though it's a bit, you know, you start like scratching your head at parts. You're like, how could they sustain this? <laughs> but if you can kind of put that aside and just watch the film for what it is, this like noir science fiction, they set up this world great. Tom Cruise is terrific. You get his classic running. Uh, it's It has some really, truly kind of horrifying uh, sci-fi elements in it with like the eye thing. And then just the, in the beginning when he's, they're you know arresting the, the guy before he commits the crime and even the ending i gosh if, if i had to rank endings for a film 
an early report's up there. I love the ending where they're at the, yeah, pu- the party good. and he confronts Lamar. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> no, I mean, that movie was really close to making my list. I actually had it at number five. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, my thought was too. I'm like, oh, Thomas is definitely going to have this movie on his list. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll just leave it off because I don't love it as much as you love it. So yeah, like, that's definitely in his top. And yeah, you're right. I mean, I think even now it feels like it felt kind of like almost like a re- kind of ridiculous premise, like you said, by the end of it. Right but now with the way things are going with technology, like future yeah. times unit, man, that could be a real thing. Like, it I feel could. Like that, that's totally legit. Maybe Spielberg was ahead of his time on that one. Right. Like, if and it was, it, yeah. yeah, I was going to say it was and it was filmed around where we used to live, you know, near DC yes. area. So that was cool. I always like when movies are filmed in DC or areas that, you know, we grew up nearby. Yeah, and he did this great job of like making it feel believable and real. And he did this weird thing to the, they because they shot it on film because back then Spielberg shot on film and he still might. I don't know, but and he he like did this weird um, processing uh, thing to the film to make it look that like that that bl- those blues and like kind of like this tint to it. I don't I don't know. It's very it has a very distinct uh, look to it. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so that's. That's my number three. On to your number three. What is your number three? So my number three is actually Arrival. I think oh, that, yeah, good I think one. <laughs> Arrival is one of the best modern sci-fi films. I think it handles the idea of alien invasion in like a totally different way. Like it totally mm-hmm. subverts any alien inv- inv- like invasion movie we've ever gotten pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the themes work really well. The music's phenomenal. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like Dallas, uh, Dennis Villeneuve has become one of the hottest directors in Hollywood. And this mm-hmm. was kind of one of the things that really launched his career even more. So, I mean, I, I think it's an exceptionally well-made movie. I, I love it. I think it holds up really well. And I think it's going to be like a classic kind of sci-fi film to stand the test of time. Absolutely. That's a great choice. I can't believe I didn't think of that. That might, I don't know. I'm not, I won't, I'm not going to change it in my list at all, but that is such a good choice because Denis Villeneuve, the way he directs that film and it's just so brilliantly done. Amy Adams is great. Jeremy Renner is great. I love the way aliens were presented in the film. It was so the unique. Kind of, the use of yeah. like, it's so different. Like everything it does yeah. is totally different than what you would expect it to be. Like when I went into it, I thought I didn't know what it was going to be like. And it was so different than anything I could have imagined in, in the best way. Best way. And man, the like that third act and the musical sequence that plays, and I think the reason it couldn't get nominated for like best score because because it was the song yeah, that they a, used. It's a great song, but it was like a song that had been out or in yeah. something previously. Even though I don't know, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, regardless, it just fits perfectly for that scene and the story it tells. Man, that is that is a great one. That's I yeah. If anyone hasn't seen Arrival, definitely yeah, check that out. Check it out because it is phenomenal um probably not my favorite denis villeneuve but it's probably my second favorite i don't know that he's a dire- he's a great director oh he is um, and that's coming yeah. from a couple of dune haters so yeah <laughs> we're <laughs> we, we, yeah. we acknowledge he's a phenomenal director yeah he's a phenomenal director sorry i'm not a dune fan but <laughs> um all right so my number two we might share uh this one i don't know where it's gonna fall for you it might be your second or first we'll see probably not i don't know maybe i'm gonna go with ex machina um, number two as well yeah <laughs> we, have the so we, same can, number we two. can kind of go with it like let's just start with elisa vikander as ava is exceptional uh she is so good as this artificial intelligence being oscar isaac is fantastic the dance scene that he does it is so memorable donald gleason is is really good albeit annoying in some scenes but that's yeah, I mean, intentional he's, he's kind of playing off he's like very yeah. human and flawed and playing off of like a very perfect kind of being right uh so the it, it, it does have a slow burn to it but you know what the world they've created the setting i should say not even the world they've created because it's really just the setting it's about the setting they're in this you know remote hotel that we've talked about before how we'd love to go to and it's on your bucket list um it just it's so good like alex garland man i would please return yeah to, do to doing yeah, yeah to doing that because what mean, do you think i i agree and like you said the setting the mixing of nature and technology he's always been really good at that and i think this movie really started the whole thing like annihilation and devs also mm. really great at blending the idea of 
the natural world with the artificial world mm-hmm. in this movie the themes are fantastic it's the ultimate turing test it's mm-hmm. i mean we talk about ai i mean this is the end game this is the yeah. end game like this is what people are scared of is right. AI becoming eva so it's like everything about us the music's really good in it too. oh so good <laughs> so it's just a it's a great sci-fi movie and like you said i mean alex garland for me up until men he just couldn't miss he was making yeah. banger after banger and then like he was men yeah I mean, he just got i think he just got too ambitious he's trying he got to do too ambitious real out there and yeah. I guess some people enjoyed it i i thought it was okay in right. hindsight i don't love it i liked yeah. it when i first saw it because i think i liked it because i'm like it should be good, right? Because he made right. it. But right. And, you know, by the end, I'm like, uh, I think it just misses the mark. But this is, you know, this is a piece of resistance, man. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The ending is a gut punch, too, man. Like, oh, oof. yeah. Because <laughs> it's the thing is, it's it's a sci fi film, but when you watch it, it almost plays out like a horror. It does. Know, when you know, like, kind of the ending. Yeah. Because when you're watching it, I mean, as an audience, you're tricked, too, with him. Like, you don't realize that what's yeah. going on. And Oscar Gosh, Isaac dancing. I mean, come on. Yeah, What's it's better than great. That? Yeah, it's just great. Man, I could I could just go on and on about it. I just I love that movie so much. It but is, it's it's in my top movies of all time. Not yeah, me too. It's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. It's just brilliant. Just so good. Um. All right. So we that's our both number two. So I guess we'll just I'll go to my number one. <laughs> Another movie that's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Inception. Uh, I know most people probably don't think of this movie as sci-fi. But it very much is. I mean, they're using this sci-fi technology to go in people's dreams. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's um, totally sci-fi. Yeah, totally sci-fi. It feels more like a heist thriller thing, but at the root of it, it's sci-fi. I, you know, this was the movie that I was blown away when I watched. It. I saw it like five times at theater. I just couldn't get enough of it. It's where it's where I truly fell in love with Christopher Nolan as director because I just felt like what he he was bringing his his he was bringing this sci this um indie kind of like mentality to a film meaning like its story and kind of characters and stuff but then given a huge budget and like really doing it well you know um and so so many there's so many scenes in it that remind me of um other great movies that we know and love and he does it in a new visual interesting way i know (laughs) there's that classic meme of like the high school musical three uh, oh yeah with the, the thing spitting with Zac Efron every time yeah. I watch the High School Musical movies I'm like Christopher Nolan could never Christopher Nolan never. stole that <laughs> oh gosh if anyone's seen that movie you know what we're talking about or the meme uh, anyways uh, yeah I mean uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic Tom Hardy great Jess Gordon-Levitt's great um, I just I don't know man every time I watch it I just love it like I think every time I put it on I'm like oh this is gonna be the time where I'm like, I don't, maybe I don't love this as much, but every time I'm like, no, that movie's just freaking yeah. great. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Oh, I love it. I think it's a great movie. I think it's top tier Nolan. And yeah. honestly, I, I remember going when it, when it came out because Dark Knight had came out previous to this yes. like movie right before it. I'm like, how is he ever going to top the Dark Knight? I know. Like, like, and then you watch this because I was probably more excited for Dark Knight Rises. I knew we were going to get something else. Mm-hmm. And then Inception comes out no one really knows what's about the marketing was like a little weird. We're like, what's mm-hmm. happening. And it was so unique and so oh, original yeah. that I was like, this is, this is a fantastic movie. The visuals are great. The music's great. Like you said, the performances are good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just, it's hitting on all cylinders and it's yes. doing it in like the best Nolan way. Cause everybody wants yes. like a bond movie from Nolan. This is mm-hmm. like a weird sci-fi bond movie in yep. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's great. Cool. Awesome. All right. What is your number one? So my number one is actually the original Alien. It's my favorite movie of all time. I love sci-fi horror. I think that Ridley Scott is a, is a great director and he mm-hmm. can have some misses. But this movie made me really love Ridley Scott and pretty much watch anything he puts out. Yeah, and I think that Sigourney Weaver is the best female protagonist in cinema history, in my opinion. I think she's fantastic. Yeah, I can't disagree. I think she's... I think the xenomorphs are so interesting. The artists that helped with the creation of that creature and what it looks like. It's become yeah, so it's iconic. Yeah. So like, I, I think that it is a great movie. It has so much tension. I love tension in movies. And mm-hmm. I don't think many movies do tension better than the original Alien film. So I think everything about it for me is perfect it's like a 10 out of 10 for me i don't have many 10 out of 10s but alien's one of them 
Yeah, I agree. The tension, and I, I am one of those people. Alien is better than Alien. Sorry. <laughs> I agree too. Even though yeah. Aliens is phenomenal. Yeah, it's fa- it's fantastic. But for me, I like the horror tension aspects more than the action aspects. Exactly. Of like the tension in Alien is so good. It's the intro to this creature design that's just in the, the I mean, world building. You're so yeah. interested in like what is this world? And I guess Ridley Scott never fully capitalized on that. I mean prometheus and the other movies try to move it forward but i almost like the first movie you're like what is happening what are these creatures what is this ship that they're landing on what is this planet what's happening so it kind of like helps add the world building the mystery behind it because you don't know you're right there with the crew you have no idea what's happening and then next thing you know this thing's bursting out of this dude's chest and terrorizing the the whole spaceship yeah and it's a real shame how this franchise has gone on and just yeah. not been able to deliver and maybe we shouldn't expect it to but yeah i mean it's just been a ton of mediocre films yeah really since aliens like yep. alien 3 is not a great movie no. obviously and then prometheus it's ambitious I, I liked it but then alien covenant just feels like it kind of squanders what that movie sets up yeah just, i would i would almost love to see like we had mentioned like a mini series i feel like if we could get into the world of alien and really do it well with like mm-hmm. a you know six or seven part mini series that would be i think that would be maybe interesting to explore yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, that's a that's a great choice, really, Scott. Man, can't wait for. We're gonna talk about and the, we, the it next might, segment. Might, it might come up in my next segment. Okay, I won't <laughs> even bring it up then. Um, okay, uh, that rounds out our top five sci-fi. Again, just our favorite. Not saying that they're best. I'm gonna round them out. I've wrote them down, so I have them for both of us. Uh, mine is starting from best to worst: Inception, Ex Machina, Minority Report, Another Earth, Moon. Brian has Alien, Ex Machina, Arrival, Return of the Jedi, E.T. There we go. Fantastic. All right. To round out this podcast episode, I thought it'd be good to kind of talk about what we're most excited for. What is our most anticipated movies? We're kind of getting into it. I can kind of feel the excitement stirring, you know, with Killers of the Flower Moon coming in like a week or two. That's going to really, I feel like, be the beginning of all these other types of more um awards maybe worthy movies uh so uh we don't have to rank them or anything like you know number one or anything but i thought we could put together like you know three to five you know movies we're kind of excited for we don't have to spend a ton of time on it but um what do you why don't you go first here what's what's one you want to bring up so one i'm really excited for is the killer david fincher is we we talked about this the other day when I go through people's filmographies, he's probably my favorite director. Mm-hmm. So I really would love to see what he's going to do forward. I'd love to see Michael Fassbender kind of get back to form, get to see him as like a really good performance. Yeah, I know, I know that yeah. Fincher is going to get that out of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see it. I don't know a ton about the movie. I'm trying not to research it. I saw the trailer, which is good. But these new like newer awards movies that are coming out, I'm trying my best not to go into them with any expectations or watching any trailers outside of when I'm in the movie theater and they just pop up because I do like being surprised and I like being kind of like, Oh, what's going to happen with this? So I'm, I'm excited for that one a lot. Absolutely. The killer looks great. I love David Fincher as well. Not every movie hits for me that he's done, but I think when he, his highs are super high oh, yeah. for me and then his lows are not, you know, they're not, they're not that low. They're just no, kind they're of not in the basement. They're right. Just, like, they can be well, av- like average to slightly above. Average. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so super pumped. I, I, like you said, I'm excited to see like what happened to Michael Fassbender. I hope he can kind of come back full swing into this, in this movie. And yeah, it's super exciting. I, I wonder if it'll be a, an awards contender though. I'm, I don't know. Based off the trailer you saw, what do you think? Is it? I mean, I think it has a chance. I just don't know. I mean, I never yeah. know what's going to hit with yeah. you know, awards more than others. Because there's some films that I thought were really phenomenal last year that didn't get a ton of awards. Yeah. And there's other movies I thought that were pretty good that ended up getting a lot of awards. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I just never know. I never know what's going to be the movie when it gets to Oscar season or, you know, any kind of awards. Yep, yep. For sure. It's um, funny. I just looked it up because yeah. I was looking at David Fincher. I didn't realize we just talked about Alien 3. I didn't realize he directed that movie. He did that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can just take that off. This is his first movie. We'll just ignore <laughs> it. I mean, we're talking 30 years ago. There was a lot of let's just start. Let's start it at seven. Let's say yeah. seven. Because I think, wasn't Joss Whedon involved with that movie too? There was a lot of failures. There was a lot of um, studio interference with that because it was coming off Aliens and David Fincher, I even I think it's come out and said like he, you know, it wasn't his vision 
So we'll start it. at seven. We'll pretend yeah. like his career started at seven. I mean, like, exactly. like with Nolan, we just following. Nobody talks. I mean, it's right. Nobody talks about it's Memento. Let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah, for sure. I I agree. hundred uh, percent. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think you and I are both really pumped yeah. for this. Yeah, that was um, You know, I, I can't say that I've loved, lo- when I say, I, I mean, I've liked, but I haven't loved some of Scorsese's I'm latest films. Way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, Leo, you know, he looks like he's killing it in this movie. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Which he like, when he's on, he's on. He's the yeah. best in the world when he's on. He's the best. Like, man, he looks like he's just really going for it. I'm glad to see Robert De Niro. Ooh, my voice cracked there. But Robert De Niro <laughs> not uh um phoning it in. Uh yeah, yeah he looks I mean, like I think, he's I think it's gonna be great. And I think yeah. it's gonna be great seeing like peak leo again i feel like mm-hmm. it's been a little while since we've seen that i'm mm-hmm. a little upset because i'm i'm rooting for killian murphy to win best best actor but i think leo if this is if this is great i think he's got a chance yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be way more big than yeah you know, than what killian murphy did yeah yeah it's gonna be close man this is gonna be a, it's gonna be a tight best actor race i feel um it's gonna be a good year there's some good yeah, I mean, adam there's driver some, there's some good stuff coming yeah out. For sure, yeah. I'm, I'm in uh, the girl, the uh, Lily Gladstone. Apparently, is going to be like nominated. I, I don't know. I've just read like headlines, and um, I'm worried though. And you know what I'm going to say? It's long. I'm worried. It's real. It's real long. (laughs) It's real long. But you know what? I'm going to see it in theater opening weekend for sure, hundred percent. Like I'm not. There's no way I'm missing this. Any movie fan, you should see it. Like I, I, yes, I know the Irishman was long. I'm so happy that's going to theaters, not being dumped on Netflix yes. or Apple TV Plus or whatever. Yeah, like I, I love seeing these like masterclass directors put something on the silver screen. Like I, I mean, I like watching movies streaming; it's fine. But like, if it's like a big act, big you know, actors, big director, I want to see it in the theater. Yep, yep, hundred percent. I agree. Okay, what's your what's the next movie you want to talk about? So another one that I'm actually really excited for is Saltburn. So, you know, it's been making the rounds. People like it. Yeah. I I think Barry Kogan is a phenomenal actor. He's so strange. Mm. And I think this movie, from what I'm hearing, is just going to devolve into total chaos. And it's something I enjoy. It's kind of like this debaucherous opulence. And I always think that's a cool theme to explore in film. I really liked Promising Young Woman, which is the director previous to this. So Mm. I have high hopes because that was such a good movie, in my opinion. So. I think there's just like it's got a lot of things going for it. Aesthetically, it's like my kind of movie. It like it looks just like something that's right up my alley. So I'm I'm excited to check it out. Tell me it doesn't remind you of Babylon. It does. It has it that does. very like, like yes. I said, that pure debauchery, yeah. like so much money and God complexes and everything. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be a fun, fun ride. Dude, I'm not even gonna lie, we're going slightly off topic here, but Babylon is a classic. It is. I just want to point that out. Like, so we talk about this all the time. Yeah. That movie went from I left the theater at that movie at like a seven, <laughs> and that movie's like almost a ten. It's, <laughs> like so, it's, like a, it's a nine or higher. It, like yeah, it's, it's the performances are great. It's so crazy. And yeah, like the ending with that yeah. that sequence of film. Like come on. Like Ugh. if you're enough, if you're a film fan, how do you watch that movie and be like, nah, it's not good. This is so good, man. I, I so yeah, I agree. Saltburn looks great. I'm excited. Oh yeah, Babylon. I want to watch that again. Anyway, Saltburn. Yeah, Saltburn looks. I'm. I'm. I'm really, really we pumped. Make I, our wives watch Babylon. <laughs> I know, right? We should. Yeah, we put that it, on. But it's fantastic. It's fantastic. We'll, we'll have a good time with the movie. Um, all right. So let's see here. I want to throw in. I think because we're going to hit some of the others. One. I want to throw in a female directed film. I'm kind of excited for Priscilla. Sofia Coppola. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, you know, Lost in Translation is one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's it's so good. It was such a like resounding success for a first um, film from a female director. And being in the shadow, you know, of other Coppola directors, yeah, so, like that's pretty impressive. Right. I think she was involved in some. Maybe she was involved with Alien Three. I forget now. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I think her first full like where she actually helmed it was Lost in Translation and. So I'm excited for Priscilla. I really like you and I both liked Elvis. So I think seeing this kind of other take on, yeah, you know, um, a person in Elvis's life, such as Priscilla. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited too because it feels like because Elvis is such a like visual feast of a movie, like so much energy. This feels like it's be far more subdued. 
and more like hard hitting than Elvis, I think, for some of it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested to check it out. I think the from what I heard, the performances are really good. And, yeah. You know, having a 24 behind it always gives me a little bit of credibility going into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What is the next movie you want to talk about? So the one that I kind of hinted earlier is Napoleon. That yeah. movie looks like that's a movie movie. Like, I'm so excited to check that out. It's quoting Harry Styles. It's a movie movie. Movie movie. <laughs> but, you know, Ridley Scott knows how to make these kind of epic action movies, whether it's, you know, Gladiator or whatever. This feels very much like it could be like a Gladiator type film. And I'm just so, oh, yeah. I think Joaquin Phoenix apparently is great. Apparently Ridley Scott rewrote some of the film because of his performance to like fit it because it's so oh. good. So like, I feel like it's going to be really like catered around his performance, which I think is, that's usually helps. Right. I don't feel like he's like kind of shoehorned into it. I'm I'm really excited to check it out. Yeah, I'm super pumped for it. Man, that trailer rips. It's so oh, good. Yeah. Visually, <laughs> I mean, this movie, I like I want to see it's an IMAX so opening yeah. weekend. My dad loves those kind of movies. He's coming down just to go see it that mm-hmm. weekend. So I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, I've 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 heard some early already kind of criticism of how they feel it's probably gonna be portrayed, but you know what? I don't one, care. There, I have a couple of honestly, I yeah. don't care. <laughs> I don't care either because one, it's not a French film. You know, yeah. it is an American produced, directed, acted film. So, you know, you're not going to get maybe that more French perspective of, of this larger than life person yeah. or life person from back in the day. Also, people saying how like um, Joaquin Phoenix isn't short enough. First of all, look it up. Napoleon actually wasn't that short because they yeah. they like used a different measurement system or something i don't know i don't know all the details it was like average i remember height for the time it's just exactly. i think it was just a thing because people didn't like napoleon it was like a exactly like, oh he's a little shrimp guy yeah and you know for for the people who i've heard criticism saying like oh they're portraying him like more evil than he really was or whatever you know what let's wait until we see the movie you yeah, know i don't i don't see. know you know, I mean, I know that some people are deriving that from something Ridley Scott said, but he could, ju- you know, he's in the business of promoting his own movies. If he if he can say something that gets people butts in the in the seat in the theater, he's going to do it. So yeah, I think true. we just got to wait and see. Um, and yeah, I'm pumped. Like I can't wait. That's a, a for sure. Um, how many more do you have? I actually don't have any more. I okay, mean, cool. I, I could probably think of some, but no, 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 you're good. So I have two more, and then I think we can round out. I just want to make sure I, I, my number one, I haven't said yet, but the bike riders, I'm really excited for. Yeah, because uh, of Austin Butler, I, I, and uh, um, Tom Hardy, and I liked, um, I liked uh, Jeff Nichols is the director. He did Midnight Special. I think that's a really cool oh, okay. sci-fi yeah, that's film. Not, that's not. I was actually surprised that wasn't on your list. I, I know it was close. Movie. It was close because I love that movie. That movie's terrific. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited for the bike riders. That looks really good. Austin Butler, you know, we're, we're big fans of his, uh, he should have, well, you, you, I think you end up siding with Brendan Fraser, but I think he should have won for best actor. No, they're um, both deserving. They're both yeah, they're both were deserving hundred percent. Yeah. I agree with that. Both deserving, nothing, no shade towards Brendan Fraser. He did a f- phenomenal job. All right. Uh, the, my number one that I'm most excited for is, and I know we didn't rank these, but I'm this one I'm like super pumped for Ferrari. Um, I love Michael Mann as a director. I think collateral is easily one of my favorite movies of all time. I even like black hat, which I know is often, you know, people don't really like, but, um, he did, you know, he's favorite from, from heat and, um, He's just so he even I like Miami Vice. I think people have come around on Miami Vice. They're like, oh yeah, this movie's actually pretty good. It sucks that like at the time Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell got a lot of kind of um took some flack because yeah. they didn't get along or whatever. But I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm I'm really pumped for Ferrari. I like um Adam Driver. I think he I think the trailer, again, it's another trailer that looks it just is great. Um so what do you th- what do you think about uh Ferrari? Oh, I'm excited. I think every time I see Adam Driver in like this kind of role, I'm like he's gonna eat it up. He's gonna yeah. do a great performance because he just does he goes all in. Like he, yeah. he's playing a character, he does does it. I think he does a great job of kind of molding into a totally different person. You don't like with Adam Driver, you don't know what you're gonna get each time. Like he could be a totally different kind of character. So I think he's a great actor and like you said, the director has enough chops that I think it's going to be a good story. I mean, I've yeah. been surprised at how many like racing movies I've liked in the past few years. Yeah, I think right. It's another one I'm I'm excited for because like you know, high octane. You know, the business films too. I mean, we've seen a ton of movies that are based on companies this past year, and I've liked all of them because they're really fascinating stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I I like a lot of them too. Some people are annoyed with them, but 
actually my wife and I just started watching that um the Uber one, which is not it's pretty good. Was it's it's a show. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think that at least from the trailer, it looks like Michael Mann's maybe taking a page out of Nolan's book where he's like mounting the camera like on the car. You know, not just like the traditional like in the car looking at like the driver. Yeah. It's like it's like he's doing these more it just that visceralness, which just really excites me. Feels like um, it's like the Ford Ford V Ferrari kind of like intense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which oh, is did, another great I did movie. have one movie that I thought of. Oh, yeah. I couldn't I didn't realize when it was gonna come out. And I know it's a movie that might actually be actually terrible, but I'm excited for it. Okay. Is Rebel Moon from Zack Snyder. Oh. Because I love the idea of like this new big sci-fi world. Yeah, I mean, it could be a mess with his. I I like Zack Snyder. I tend to lean towards liking a lot of stuff he puts out. So I'll be interested yeah. to see if it ends up being like a cool new sci-fi world that I mean, they seem like they're very invested and like invested in this franchise. So I guess we'll see a lot if of money. it ends up being yeah. good or not. But I'm 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 interested. I like sci-fi stories, like original stories, like we had mentioned with the creator. So I'm hoping he pulls off something good. Yeah, I agree. I, that's a good, well said. I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I think it's going to hit fun movies. Like we talking about yeah. a lot of awards, heavy drama awards movies. Like this might just be a fun, good movie coming. A up. fun, good movie for the holidays. Yeah, I one agree. That's a good one. I, I do want to bring up, which is not anticipated, and this is a total aside. Mm -hmm. Poor things. Okay, I know people Poor love things. it. It's the weird one with Mark. Oh Ruffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like those kind of movies and I like the lobster. So uh -huh. I, I, part of me is excited to check it out, but man, the, the thought that this movie might just totally push aside something like Oppenheimer <laughs> just bothered me. So I mean, I'm, I'm telling going, you, I'm watch out. It. it could be that movie. I think it might be that movie this year. It might be it's the everything happen. everywhere all at once thing that comes out. Yeah, it's just it's like, good. it's just yep. going to hit for people. So I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll see it. I'm interested to see. I'll it. I'm, see not, it. Not, I'm not writing it off. I know it's real weird and that's kind of up my alley, but. I just I hope that it's good. I hope it's not one of those movies that it's like style over substance, and that's why it ends up being everybody loves it. Yeah, I I, I have a fear because I I felt that way about the lobster, and I I'm not saying I didn't like the lobster. I thought it was fine. I just I just didn't love it because I just feel like it is so much style over substance. It's so weird. Like yeah, movie, like it feels like it's intentionally being so weird. Right. Because I like strange movies, but sometimes it's like okay, you're just really trying to be like I'm totally out there. Right. You don't really care about how it comes across. <laughs> right. Like you're just doing whatever the heck. And I, I like Emma Stone. So I'll I'll see it. Yeah, It's got and... a lot of good parts to it. I mean, I yeah. like all the actors. I think this the visually looks interesting. I just hope that it's not just like a super weird movie that nobody understands. But because nobody understands it, it's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I, you say, so you know, I didn't love Oppenheimer. I, I liked it. But the thought of like. I mean, maybe this is a stupid way of thinking. You can let me know. But like the thought of like poor things coming out and then being better than what all, what most people I, that I talk to think is like. No, I totally just agree. Because I think a masterpiece. I think a, lot of, I think a yeah. lot of awards, like ceremonies and awards organizations, like lose track of kind of why people go to the movies. So yeah. movies are made right. a lot of the time. So it's kind of like, oh, these little tiny little indie movies that maybe are really well made and real acted. But it's not like like a great movie. Like it's hard to describe these things. So it's like, right. like you said, like I feel the same way. Like you have this big, you know, masterfully made film that commercially was successful. People love it. Everything's great about it. But mm -hmm. oh, because this movie is quirkier, it's like better by, right. by some definition. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of. We saw it last year. Obviously, me and you loved Maverick, and it was like, yes. okay, this movie just got steamrolled because of all these little indie films coming out, mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like, oh wow. Well, I feel like I feel like that might happen. I mean, I feel like Barbie and Oppenheimer when they came out, we're like, okay, these are going to get a lot of award nominations. And now, I mean, gosh, if something like Poor Things or whatever pops in and just sweeps everything, I would be personally disappointed. I mean, I mean, if they deserve it, they deserve it. But yeah, for me, I would love to see something that's commercially successful get some kind of recognition at these big awards. Right, especially because you know, I'll admit. I love Top Gun Maverick. I know critics love Top Gun Maverick. Box office wise, it did really good. I there is a little part of me that can understand. I get not Best Picture, right? I kind of get it, but it's just like, I get it. But with like Oppenheimer, so it's <laughs> well, yeah, so Oppenheimer geared all the boxes, right? Yeah. It's so geared towards 
it's a everything historical drama right. performances technically it's super impressive it's three yeah. hours long <laughs> right like it's it literally is the the oscar movie um so we'll see give him um, oscar i mean come on guys Quit yeah come on around. let's do it make it happen i didn't love yeah. the movie it's not my favorite but you know what i'll recognize that maybe i'm wrong and people love it so maybe that's what it I takes. Think it maybe it. it's you not liking an old I know. movie that much for it to win something i know i agree because every movie i want to win loses god i'm yeah. still upset about la la land anyways all right <laughs> <laughs> moving on from that um let's all right so i i wrote i wrote them down here so just to run through them really quick ferrari the killer the bike riders killer flower moon napoleon priscilla saltburn rebel moon poor things wow what a variety like you said yeah, very good movies yeah, absolutely. All right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I know this has been kind of a longer one, but we had a lot of great content, a lot of good discussion, a lot of movies. So uh, um, any final thoughts? My last thoughts are I'm excited that it seems like the studios are paying up to everybody and we're going to yes. get movies back. We're going to get promotions yep. back because I was getting worried. As somebody who watches too. so many movies, I was like, God, am I going to get anything by the end of yeah. the year? Are we going to get the award shows? Are we going to get these great performances and being able to see these actors promote their movies? But I feel like, you know, things are breaking loose that this year is going to be salvaged. It's been a good year for film. So yeah, I'm glad that I feel like we're going to not have to push anything more than we've already had. Absolutely. I totally agree. Glad the writers got their bed. It sounds like the uh, actors is probably soon. Hopefully. Probably close, fingers yeah, crossed. Hopefully. Um, and then we'll be back and rolling and um, there'll be a little bit of a lag, but it shouldn't be hopefully too bad. And, and who knows, maybe that'll make a stacked year next year. I mean, I remember yeah. after, after the pandemic, we got a couple good years because of how lackluster 2020 was. Exactly. For sure. hundred percent agree. Well, Brian, thanks for joining me on this episode. Thank you everyone for giving our show a listen. Uh, if you like what you hear, definitely, you know, recommend us, share us to your friends um, because we could greatly appreciate it. Give us a, a review, rate us and um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to love to hear from you. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. Have a good one. See ya. Bye-bye.